Hi, Wanderlusters, and today we're exploring Clarenvale in the South Australia. Welcome to the Wanderlust Podcast. My name's Janine and I run a wine events business in Canberra. But my real passion is travel and my bucket list is to travel to every wine region in the world. In this series, I'll be exploring some regional Aussie wine destinations. I'll give you some tips whether you're planning a romantic getaway, a girls weekend, or you're dragging the kids along. So pour yourself a glass and let's get exploring. I'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land that we're discussing in this podcast, the Ghana people, and pay my respects to their elders past and present. So the McLaren Vale is only an hour from Adelaide. It's a very easy drive out of the airport, around the corner, and then straight down to McLaren Vale. It's really close to the beach, so it makes it perfect for mixing the beach holiday with some wine visits. And you'll hear from my guests that all agree with this. So South Australia was colonised in 1834 with free settlers, not convicts like a lot of the other parts of the East Coast. Richard Hamilton arrived shortly after this, and it was about the same time that vines were being planted in the Hunter Valley. And it's a very interesting story about how Richard came about planting the first vines in South Australia, which was in the McLaren Vale region. I reached out to Mary Hamilton. She's the CEO of Hugh Hamilton Wines. It was to talk about her fantastic cellar door and their unusual flagship wine, Saparavi. And at that time, I hadn't realised that she was the ancestor of the first guy that planted the vines. So she tells us all the history, which is really fantastic. Mary was very generous and went out to her car for some quiet space for the interview and you'll hear her talk about the soil and she took me for a little walk through the vineyards and how it's all sort of overgrown. So it was really interesting to hear how, how their practices have changed around looking after the soil. Just a quick note that my interviews in this episode were all done remotely. I had a wonderful discussion with all the guests that we're speaking with today and I hope you enjoy. Hello. Hi, Mary. Hi. I have been to your cellar door a couple of times and it's a beautiful cellar door, the beautiful glass circular building there. So um, it's always a favourite oh, of mine you. to go. I was reading that your like great, great, great grandfather came out and planted the vines in SA. Through sheer sort of a skill or maybe a lack of imagination. We haven't done anything else for the last 184 years since he's done that. So we are now the oldest wine family in Australia. Wow. So where did he bring yeah. the, the vines from and the grapes? Are they from France or from the UK? No, they're from neither and got them from South Africa. Wow. So he arrived in South Australia, found that there was not a grapevine planted and decided that he would be the person to solve that problem. So he wrote to some friends in South Africa and said, for the health of the family, please send me some grapevines. And they complied. And would you believe it, as luck would have it, they sent Shiraz, Grenache and Pedro Jimenez. Now, the last one you don't find much anymore because it was really much more for making fortified wines. But Shiraz and Grenache are what McLaren Vale are world famous for. Yes. In the olden days, we would have ploughed all of this so that it looked absolutely immaculate. But now the wisdom is that we're actually not trying to make it look like a showpiece. We're trying to really nurture the soil and a whole ecosystem that survives here. It is amazing. I mean, you can have three Shiraz made identically and we have one from each vineyard and they are 
just like chalk and cheese and yet everything about them is identical and it's just the place and the soil that is different and it just it's a, a revelation I think for people coming here and trying those three mm. wines to be able to sort of look at three things so similar and yet so different and I just think that there's nothing better than that to be able to say oh wow now I get it you know terroir or this sense of place is so important in what I'm tasting in the wine. You had a Saparavi festival featuring lots of wineries around the country. So how did you guys get into Saparavi? Well, we were really early into it because my dad, Hugh, and this is sort of, you know, one of the lovely things about life is that it's not scripted. (laughs) He just happened to meet a Georgian winemaker who, because of the tensions between Georgia, which sits under Russia, wanted to move his family out of Georgia at the time. So they emigrated to Adelaide and nobody at this stage had heard about Georgia as a winemaking nation. No one really knew anything about that. And my dad was asked to get him a job and met this guy and was just blown away by his passion and his expertise. And it was through that 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 dad and this guy walked our vineyards and really you would have had to have had a very bold imagination to think it was a good idea planting Saparabi in McLaren Vale. And the climates are just so different mm-hmm. and but Dad, again, being quite impulsive, he got so carried away by the romance of this very curious grape variety that he decided he would pull out some very nice petty Vidot, um, which probably should not have been pulled out, to plant some experimental rows of this thing called Saparavi. And so that's what he did. And that ignited his passion and as those vines matured and we started to make some wine from them the wine was just so different and now I have to say we're so committed to it that we've put it on every vineyard that we've got and Saparavi is one of the only ones that has red flesh Mm. so you get this real double dose of color and it's probably one of visually striking features that you know I can be approaching a wine bench from even with my terrible eyesight from about you know two meters away and I can walk towards it and I can tell you which is going to be the Saparavi in the glass because it's going to have this black purple kind of inky Mm. color to it aromatically it's very different to anything else we know it's got some real herbaceous and spicy sort of characters that are on a different spectrum to what we uh, are familiar with with and it's got this just beautiful natural acidity the acid is naturally high and it keeps what can be quite a big wine very fresh mm. and um, intense in a lovely way. So it's it's very beguiling as a, as a variety. So on a completely different tangent, what are some things if people are visiting the area outside of the cellar doors for people to do yes. with the, either their friends or loved ones or if they've got some kids? Do you have any suggestions? McLaren Vale is fabulous for its geography between the Adelaide Hills and the coast. So climatically, that makes it perfect for grape growing, but it also makes it a great place to visit because you've got a lot of diversity in the geography. So I would say if you're coming, you must go and hit the beach because, you know, you're so close to it here and it's great with kids. Head down to Port Wollonga, grab some fish and chips, sit on that beautiful beach where there's, you know, a lovely broken down jetty and it's just a very pretty beach. And if you haven't seen the uh, coastline along here, the rock face along this coastline, sort of Maslin's Beach to Port Wollonga along there is just stunning. You're not far from 
a lot of great produce here. So whether it is calamari or beautiful mm. King George whiting out off that coastline, enjoy the food. Any child that comes here will be offered a glass of wine, but it will be non-alcoholic. It will be our Hughes mixed up, Shiraz Cordial, which is completely non-alcoholic, but they get to feel like they're being a big person and get a special glass of that. That's, so that's fun. fun. Yeah. The kids love it. And come and pat the sheep. That's another thing oh, that the yeah. kids love is there's a sheep on our front steps, which is a hark back to my great-great-great-grandfather, who was a real black sheep of a character. Thank you. you. It was nice to talk to you too. Thank you very much. So what wines to try? It's known for its Shiraz, Grenache and Cabernet. It's a warm climate region, so it makes really big, bold reds. Just what Australia is famous for. So there's over 80 cellar doors in the area. Some of my favourite include the Darrenberg Cube. So this only was constructed from about 2016, so it's fairly new. But it looks like a big sugar cube, Rubik's Cube on the hill when you're approaching. It's spectacular and it's probably one of the most amazing cellar doors I've ever visited. And Samuel's Gorge, this is quite a small, rustic little cellar door. They do a handful of red wines, but they've got this beautiful view over the Okabaringa Gorge. And this is gorge you can actually go for walks through as well. So they have fantastic wines and a really fantastic view. The Fox Creek Cellar Door has great little statues all through the garden area, so it's very picturesque. There's tons of great restaurants to check out, but the one that I've got my eye on that I haven't been able to get into is the Star of Greece. It's located right on the coast, got spectacular views over the ocean. Another recommendation I've had from two of my guests today is the Salopian Inn. It was established back in 1851. They have a historic wine cellar there, and in 2019, it received three glasses in the Australian Wine List of the Year. Luke and his Canadian-born wife, Kaylee established Year Wines in 2012. And in 2015, they were awarded the Best New Act in the Young Guns of Wine Awards. I had a chat with Luke. He's a very humble guy talking about how small their operation is and not really acknowledging the wonderful achievements that they've had. So we started off talking about the different types of wineries there are in the McLaren Vale region, discussed natural wines and Grenache. And he's got a really great tip at the end for something to do when the kids get a little bit ratty after mum and dad have been wine tasting. Yeah, the Vale's sort of one of those ones you've got all the big names and things and then you've got some of the smaller producers. Unfortunately, a lot don't have cellar doors, but there's a real sort of dichotomy sort of between big and small in the Vale, innovation and sort of old school. So sort of year wines, yeah, we just don't make heaps at this stage. So we're growing slowly and obviously lots of reasons for that, kids and other things and whatnot. So we're now just sort of starting to come out of that and uh, hit the ground running again. So. And when I contacted you, you mentioned that people can go to your house or vineyard yeah. and do a private tasting with you if they contact you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we're on a few acres and we're surrounded by vineyards, a lot of which we take fruit from. Um, so we've just got a small little winery. It's pretty rustic and old school, but it's at our place. The sausage in the bread red, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. That's got quite an like, iconic bottle with the picture on it. We've done that for three years now. We started off, it was really small, it was a bit of an afterthought and it was a stencil, we did a stencil label similar to the one now, took it to Sydney, um, it was like 30 dozen and basically it sold in one venue, two venues straight away. So it slowly increased over the last couple of years. It's sort of blown up this year, now it's all professionally screen printed and we've got better distribution. So we released it a couple of months ago, we sold out the first lot, we're just waiting to print up the last So it, it's, it's gone a little bit crazy. 
we're, we're sort of a halfway between like sausage and bread. They're great noodle juice. They're great fun drinking wines. Yeah. But then there's also the more serious sort of structured ones that we do. So we always seem to be in the middle between everything, really, whether it's full sort of natural on one side or more conventional. We're sort of always in this middle place. Sausage and bread's no ads at all, and that's organically run, not certified. So that could probably fall into the natural. Oh, no, my definition of natural is organic or biomimetic fruit, no ads in the winery at all. That's yeah. it. But obviously it's a grey area, it's not sort of thing. Generally, all our wines are wild fermented. We don't fine, we don't filter, we don't add tannin. Really hate adding acid if we have to, maybe, but generally not to do picking so obviously we pick early try and keep natural acid so in a warm region like us it's having those varieties that hold their acid during heat and then picking early it's the iconic mclaren bar red like a red that well a great variety that is probably world class in the vale coupled with old vines and a lot of history then grenache is probably it and it also shows region shows it's different depending whether you're sort of hills Blue Springs, our place, which tend to be a little bit more round through the middle, a little bit more sort of rustic tan. So in terms of that, it's Grenache is the sort of iconic variety for the region for sure. It's a renaissance as well. It's mm. sort of it's getting made in a different sort of style now. Probably a lot more early picking, a lot less oak use, lots of bunches, things like that. So it's it's a fantastic variety to work with, and it has history. Like we work yeah. with the Grenache from down the back there, and that's planted in the fifties. Stuff that's still like hundred plus, hundred twenty years old. So so it's a really unique sort of resource that the Vale has. You've lived there for a while now. So if people were to visit the region, what's your local sort of intel on what they should do if they've got kids or if they're just with some friends? McLaren Vale is beautiful. In summer, the beaches, obviously. In winter, the Onkaparinga Gorge. I don't know if you would have seen like Samuels Gorge or something like that. Yes, and that's there? beautiful yeah, cellar door, so- yeah. So looking down in there, there's lots of sort of bush walks and, yeah, amazing sort of walking opportunities there. The one little hidden gem for killing an hour or so after, well, half an hour after a wine tasting is Jungle in Wollonga, which is halfway between McLaren Vale and Wollonga. So it's that bang sort of cellar door sort of area. But it's a it's a nursery uh-huh. um, and it's got, so it's a working nursery, but it's got this whole palm and sort of tropical sort of vegetation oasis. But in the middle, it's got this little trail that has a fairy garden oh, wow. and also these weird statues of animals. So you can sort of do a little nature hunt through it. And then when you walk through, it's got this crocheted sort of platform in between the trees and underneath where the kids can just go on and climb. Oh, it's wow. got this crazy little section that you can just sort of the kids can go nuts on so and then you've got Victor Harbour and Goolwa and sort of historic towns like that that are only half an hour away as well the little steam train that runs between Goolwa and Victor Harbour is definitely still going mm-hmm. so that's pretty cool with families as well that's the thing with Australia if you land in Adelaide you can do the Barossa you can do Adelaide Hills you can do McLaren Vale pretty easily and then even Clare's only like an hour and a half away So what's there to do for kids? I've been to McLaren Vale a couple of times now, but I've always been with girlfriends. So I reached out to the Kids in Adelaide website people and Jackie kindly offered to have a chat with me. Got some awesome tips, whether you've got the family or if you are just with some girlfriends or your partner. The visitor centre there is excellent. It's always a great first stop anywhere, but we particularly like this one because there's a, a new nature playground type area out the back for the kids so it's a nice spot to stop have some morning tea and so there's some cellar doors that would be more kid friendly yeah look there's loads of them 
in McLaren Vale, you know, there's not too much that isn't appropriate to take your kids to, but there's some real standouts that go above and beyond. We love Woodstock Winery. They have daily animal feeding at their winery. Oh, wow. Um, there's a bit of a playground there. And, yeah, you can actually feed, um, you know, a bottle to the little joeys if you're there in the mornings. McCarthy's Orchard is great. Also, Beach Road Winery um, is another wonderful cellar door. You know, it's got a sand pit and some play area and that sort of thing. And one of my personal favourites uh, is called Lazy Ballerina. And it just got a huge outdoor area. So it is a bit of a good weather venue. This has climbing trees. It's got a big mm-hmm. back paddock with old cotton reels on it and rope swing from the trees. In the cooler months or out of the fire season, you know, they'll have an outdoor little fire pit going and just the food and setting is great for groups and for kids. Do you think mixing up like a beach holiday with the wine holiday do yeah, that quite easily? Absolutely. Wollonga and Aldinga, um, all of the coastline is just a short drive. There's, they're really lovely little villagey feeling places. They get you know busy in the summer but they are quiet beaches some of the beaches you can drive on as well wow. um there's some great playgrounds down in the the southern vales as we'd call it it's really spectacular and absolutely do a night in a caravan park at the at the beach side and it's a 10 minute drive to the wineries yeah speaking of accommodation with kids what would you suggest look we love the big four at port Wollonga. Mm. um from a caravan park point of view it's it's pretty simple, but it's got a great playground and a little kiosk there, that sort of thing. And if yeah. you didn't have the kids, because I know that's your specialty, but um, yes. if you had just your partner, what would be yeah. your restaurant cellar door to go to? With or without kids, we love Swell Brewing. My husband loves their craft beers and that's in McLaren Vale or just out of the township. And there's another little, I know we're talking wineries, that craft brewery in Wollonga called Shifty Lizard. We love that too. And I'd like to go back there without the kids because they had a cocktail list that looked pretty cool. (laughs) Um, You've got the classics down there, um, the big names like the Cube at Darrenberg. That's not one I'd recommend taking the kids to. So Mm -hmm. if I had some adult time, I would probably check that out. There's some beautiful exclusive accommodation stays down there that don't really lend themselves to kids that would make a, a special birthday or night out or anniversary. And the Salopian Inn is a lovely restaurant with just such a classic name for a long time. Again, if I just had the girls' night out or the husband, um, I'd be headed there. And if you were having a night in Adelaide to hook onto the McLaren Vale trip, Oh, look, there's loads to do. We've got, we call it the North Terrace Cultural Boulevard. So you've got the art gallery, library, museum all along that one strip. Um, It's cost effective for families because majority of those activities are free. There's always some great initiatives going on for kids in most of those spaces. There's some great city playgrounds actually over on South Terrace in the city. So that's always really good when you're in there. Look, you've got to walk through the mall with children and see the mall's balls and the pigs in our mall and things like that. Oh, fantastic. Um, I did catch the tram um, when I was in Adelaide and that was super convenient. So yeah. Yeah, yeah we've extended our tram network a little bit. Um, there's lots of free tramming around the city uh, and all the way down to Glenelg, which is a great day trip. If you haven't been to Adelaide before, jump on the tram and, and hit the bay. Oh, that sounds great. Thank you so much for your time, Jackie. Yeah. So where to stay? So we stayed in a house at Aldinga Beach, but there's lots of coastal towns, including Port Wollonga, Moana, Maslin Beach. 
These towns have holiday parks, which are great for families because they have heaps of activities and a pool on site as well. If you want to stay at the vineyards, which are about 10 kilometres from the beach, there's tons of romantic spots and houses and cottages. I love the look of the Altamira Vineyard Retreat, which has four bedrooms, all with their own en-suites. So I think that's perfect if you're going with friends or other couples. And then Amanda's Cottage, which is built in 1899. It has two bedrooms and one of those fancy clawfoot tubs to relax in afterwards. That sounds great to me. Okay, and the quick stats. The closest capital city to McLaren Vale is Adelaide. It's less than an hour's drive away. The wines to try are definitely the Shiraz, Grenache and Cabernet. There's lots of accommodation options. There's lots of exclusive accommodation, but you can also find stuff for the kids if you head maybe closer to the beaches. Some other things to do when you're in the area. The Onkaparinga River National Park is located not too far away. One of the easiest ones would be the Punchbowl Lookout Trail. It's about two kilometres and there's seating along the way if you need a break. And when you get to the top, there's great views over the gorge. There's lots of cycle trails. So one of them, the Coast to Vines Rail Trail or the Shiraz Trail, is along one of those old railway tracks that aren't used anymore. It's about 32 kilometres and you can either do walking or cycling along that. And the highlights for the kids, heaps of the cellar doors are really kid-friendly. There's the jungle in Wollonga that Luke touched on and a bunch of things that Jackie touched on, both in McLaren Vale and in Adelaide. And if you do visit any of the businesses we've spoken about, let them know that you heard it through the Wine Delust podcast. Happy travelling. Thanks so much for listening. Subscribe now to get the next series and any bonus episodes as they drop. Go to winedelust.com.au for everything discussed today. You can also access wine selectors for more travel information and wine deals. And Booktopia, where I get all my travel and wine books from. Till next time, happy wine travels.